0: Welcome to another episode of the Five Tool Firefighter Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Nick Higgins. Today's episode, I have a very special guest joining me today to talk about himself, his career, and many other things we're going to dive into as we go into this podcast. I'm not going to give an introduction on this one because for me, this is more of an honor and really something, someone, and that I really wanted to talk to, and I've been learning from for a very long time through social media, through his podcast, and through his books. So this is really a true honor, like I said. So without further ado, Jim Moss, welcome to the 5 Tool firefighter
1: well, thank you, Nick, and the honor's all mine. And I'm uh, glad that uh, I get to repay the favor. favor. Uh, you were on my podcast and with a great episode talking about the Five Tool Firefighter book, and uh, I'm glad I can repay the favor. And we, I'm sure we'll have a great conversation about all things fire service related, and then I'm sure life related as well.
0: That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Jim Moss, the firefighter, and we're going to talk about his success as well because that is something that really really gravitates me towards what you do is the stuff you put out the stuff you write and, and just your message overall it is it's, it's truly a firefighter success so well thank you sir like, I, and i'm gonna be honest i said this to a couple other people i've i've done had on the podcast and even when i when i when i teach i feel uncomfortable when people read my bio feels weird to me at times so (laughs) my actual first question it's kind of a loaded question is honestly tell me who you are tell the listeners out there who you are but also why you became a firefighter
1: oh all right that sounds good uh so i'll give you the uh shorter version um so who i am uh i am uh uh, a man of faith. Uh, I am married to my wife, Allie. been married to her for 18 years. We have three children, Izzy, Maggie, and Jimmy, who are 12, 10, and 5. Uh, I've been a firefighter for 14 years, uh, an officer, a company officer, I should say, uh, for the last seven plus years. Uh, I hold the rank of captain right now. I'm also a paramedic, um, uh, really my passions in life are, are helping others to be successful, whether that's uh, as a firefighter or a fire officer or in their personal lives as well. And that's one of the main reasons I wrote Firefighter Success is to help people lead themselves and, uh, and help them succeed, uh, whatever their goals may be. Um, and that's why I, I put that out there. I'm also passionate about uh, fitness as well. Uh, That's why I co-wrote Firefighter Functional Fitness with uh, Chief Dan Kerrigan, came out with that about six years ago, and we're still doing that, still teaching with that as well. Um, And so uh, I like to focus on firefighters leading themselves um, uh, when it comes to uh, their personal success, but also leading themselves when it comes to their wellness, their fitness, and health. Also, uh, so why I became a firefighter? So this is kind of a, a, a funny story. I love hearing everybody's stories about how they became a firefighter. But uh, for me, I was actually uh, in college. I was studying to be a high school Spanish teacher. Believe it or not, uh, so teaching's always been a passion of mine. As you can tell, with you know me doing uh, these w- uh, workshops with firefighter functional fitness, with firefighter success, and also doing the podcast. Uh, but uh, I've always been passionate about teaching and I thought I wanted to be a high school Spanish teacher. Uh, So I got to actually my junior year of college. uh, It was a brick and mortar college here in Missouri. And uh, I decided, nope, that's not what I wanted to do. And uh, I got the bug uh, to become a firefighter. I had always uh, liked uh, something that is physically challenging, something that I can um, be outside, something that I can go help people with, um, something that ha- has changing environments and meeting a lot of different people. Um, and I definitely did not want a Monday through Friday, nine to five type of job. Um, and so I think, um, you know, becoming a teacher, even though that's such a valuable profession, um, I, I decided that I was not going to continue on with that route. Uh, I was fortunate enough that my dad paid for my college uh, tuition, and I told him this, and I knew he wouldn't be happy. He said, well, I don't really care what you do after college, but you're going to finish college no matter what. So I did that. I got my degree in Spanish. I even did you know, a semester-long study abroad in Mexico and everything, um, and got my degree. And while I was in my last semester of college, I started. Uh, I went through my EMT course to get my EMT license. Because uh, here in Missouri, uh, you have to be an EMT as well as a firefighter. Um, and here in St. Louis County, you have to be a paramedic as well if you're a firefighter. Uh, so I started that journey. And uh, from then on, it, it's been great. Uh, it was I worked in a busy St. Louis City EMS system for three years. And then I've been at Metro West for the last 14 years. And Metro West is in western St. Louis County. Missouri. And uh, Lord willing, I put in another 14 years or so until retirement. And who knows what I'll do after that. Uh, but that's uh, hopefully the shortest version I could have possibly told.
0: <laughs> that's pretty interesting about the Spanish. I uh, didn't expect to hear something like that. that you're, you're yeah, in Spanish, you just never know. You know, I like to keep people guessing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's something that's, that's really interesting because it shows success in many different variables of life. You know, you did something, you went to college, you wanted to be a teacher and you kind of full circle went back to being a teacher in a sense, like you said. Yeah, you know,
1: definitely as a company officer and as a formal instructor, yeah, I still get to do it and I love it.
0: So that actually brings me to what I want to ask you as a company officer. And then you mentioned your two books, the authored one, wrote one how do you utilize those books as a company officer with your crew? How do you do that without oh, making it feel like you're stuffing your success in their face? If
1: that makes Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I understand what you're asking. I think, uh, you know, I'll answer this in kind of multiple parts. Number one is that, uh, uh, I believe that the most important attribute of a success, successful firefighter, a successful person is the ability to be humble. And, and no, I, I am not going to boast of, about how humble I am. I'm not going to. <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. But uh, let me just say that uh, you have to be humble if you're going to be a good leader, because if you're humble, you can first become a good follower and learn from others and learn from other leaders and your peers as well. Um, and then when you're actually a, a formal leader, uh, you uh, need to be humble in knowing that you're not always right. And you still need to keep on learning and learning from uh, your your, uh, your men and women on your team. Um, and so just because you're in that formal leadership position doesn't mean uh, you have it all figured out. Uh, you're definitely going to make mistakes. And that's one of the things that uh, my guys know about me is that if I make a mistake, I'm not pretending to know it all, uh, that I own up to it right away and say, hey, you're right, or my bad. Um, and, and I make sure I do that. So that they know that about me. Um, and they know I'm pretty laid back. Um, and and uh, that I want the team, most of all, to be successful. The second thing I'll say is that, um, you know, I don't use the books, I should say, I don't use the books I wrote to guide me, they just came out of what I've al- always believed are what I was already doing, if that makes sense. And so I'm just speaking from, you know, my failures, my successes, what I've learned from others and what I believe will help every firefighter and, and every, uh, fire officer be successful. So, um, yeah, I would say that, you know, it's not like we sit down at the kitchen table and, and read chapter one all together and say, okay, let's go do this. <laughs> it's more so, uh, when, when, I when, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and no, no one calls me on the fact of like, oh, on page 69, you said that you do this or that. And then you, uh, you're not doing that. No, no one ever calls me on that. Uh, they know I'm not perfect. And uh, I don't pretend to be. Uh, but uh, the short answer is that, you know, the books just came out of, of what I've uh, already believed uh, when as it pertains to fitness or to personal leadership, um, and I'm doing my best to, live up to um, what I preach, you know, that every leader has to do that, practice what you preach, right? Not only in the firehouse, but at home as well. Um, and I have my weaknesses that I need to work on um, and I continue to work on to get better. Um, but again, it starts with uh, being humble and knowing what you need to work on and knowing that uh, you have faults. So I hope that answers your question.
0: That actually answers my question Ten times over. I wish I could take some of that information and post it on some walls and some firehouses. Um, Go for it. The, the reason I, <laughs> I asked it in, in that in that manner was because I I remember I had a, um, a fellow instructor one time say to me, "You can't be a preacher in your own backyard." And you know, we talked about that a little bit, and basically, you know, saying that sometimes when you have success, people in your own house don't want to see that because you always have those guys that boast about it kind of brag about it and to hear from someone who's using their life experiences to put the book together is definitely the opposite of the type of person that I just mentioned you know it's someone that's really um that's living it you know walking the walk and talking the talk, or I think it's the other way around but mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying you, you it's your life experience and you put it you put it into these books and you do that every day in the fire service every day exactly
1: i i try to uh both at home and both at the the firehouse and uh again i mean i can't emphasize it enough it just really comes back to humility and and making sure that you don't put off and an aura of i'm better than anyone else um you know honestly uh you can write tens of thousands of of pages and books, but if you don't practice what you preach, just like what you just said, if you don't do that, then you're going to lack credibility. And everybody knows that uh, a leader has to have that credibility to make sure that uh, they have the trust of their men and women. Um, If you don't have credibility and trust, then uh, they're not going to follow you. You're not going to have influence. You're not going to be able to inspire and motivate them. Um, So, uh, so many different aspects we can talk about, you know, what it, uh, uh, makes up a good leader. But, uh, you know, if I have to say there's one, it starts with humility and everything branches off after that.
0: Goes into that whole be humble, humble approach, you know, and that's right. So you were, uh, are you still a personal trainer?
1: Yes. Yep. Okay. I, I'm still a uh, certified personal trainer through the uh, national Academy of sports medicine. Also a pure fitness trainer with the, uh, IAFF pure
0: fitness trainer program. How does that work in, into you? How does that work into your um in, into your company officer? How does that work into you being on on the job? Do you utilize a lot of that stuff with your crew? Do you have them do different types of warm ups before shift? doing any type of workouts during shift? What is your approach with fitness in a 24 hour?
1: Yeah. So one of my Basic expectations, and I I give out uh, actually written expectations to my guys at the beginning of every every year, or if they join my crew throughout the middle of the year, I I give out actually written expectations so they know exactly what to expect from me. I also ask their expectations for me as their company officer, because I believe that's incredibly important too. Uh, But one of my expectations is that we will attempt to, and and the key word is attempt, each of us individually will attempt to work out once every 24 hour shift. So we have 48, uh, 96, so we're on for two days and we're off for four days. Um, but we, we attempt based on call volume meetings, whatever to get in the gym, even if it's for 20 or 30 minutes, uh, to do whatever you want. So obviously everybody likes doing different things. And I, uh, as long as they're doing something, uh, you know, once a 24 hour shift, I'm good with that. Uh, there are times when I, I do come up with a group style circuit workout, uh, where we do that all together as a crew. And those can be a lot of fun. Um, but mainly if, if I I keep my eyes on them while, uh, we're working out, if we're working out at the same time, if they have poor form, uh, just give them a little correction, a little coaching cue, uh, without trying to be overbearing of course. Um, but there is no, you know, um, You know, we we show up at six a.m. We're going to foam roll and stretch or anything like that. Uh, Nothing like that in place per se. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with it, Um, but I am more so interested on uh, uh, making sure that uh, as long as they're doing something that's safe, effective, and functional with their workouts, I'm good with that. Um, So. And when we do the occasional uh, group workout, it's even more fun and we get to it gets to build camaraderie and we all get fit together. Um, One of the most important things I I also try and encourage is that uh, I like to cook a lot at the firehouse. So I'll cook once a 48 for dinner. And uh, so I like to choose a little bit healthier options for what I'm cooking. And I also uh, always like to make sure that there's something green, a green vegetable, or something healthy as a side, as a just a little reminder, uh, you know, to choose those healthier options uh, with dinner. So uh, it's not just about working about working out; it's also about a, a healthy approach with with what we're eating and making sure we have that family time, quote unquote, together around the dinner table uh, as well.
0: I mean, you you can definitely see over time that. You know, you're in the firehouse 24 or 48 hours. You could be, get lazy, and oh, the yeah. approach you have, and and trying to make sure they have the right nutrition in their diet as well, because you see how people perform based on how they eat, and it's easy to go sit in the, in the on the recliner on the couch and eat something that's really not good for you, and you mm-hmm. see how that affects you when it's time to go to work. So, right, I I could see how beneficial something like this is for the fire service and how and, beneficial is it to have someone like that on on shift and it's all about balance
1: and you don't uh, as a company officer whether it's physical fitness training whether it's hands-on training uh classroom training or you know whatever we do between running calls doing uh, company inspections building inspections and all you know pr all the different things we have to do as firefighters, it's, it's as a company officer, it's about finding that balance. You know, if we run nonstop and we have training and we have uh, all those different things that I just mentioned until, you know, 4 p.m., um, I'm not necessarily going to be overbearing and be like, hey, everybody get their workout in today. Um, you know, it's all about balance, you know, and, and knowing when to push somebody and knowing when to pump the brakes a little bit um, and, and making sure that uh, you, you find that. Uh, when you're when you're pushing and trying to inspire your men and women on your crew,
0: yeah, I mean, you see, and I see a lot. I, I was a personal trainer for for a little bit of time back in college and during my my baseball days, and I still see some times where people overtrain, they overpush themselves, and they have a busy day and they say, "Oh, I have to get into the gym, and get my workout in." But you just had a crazy day; your your body and your mind is really not into it. Oh, yeah. Are there times when somebody on shift, you had a busy day, you know, you're being a little more balanced out say, so you know what, we're probably going to not do a workout today. But there's guys and you're just noticing they probably shouldn't hit the gym. And there are yeah. times you have to kind of pull back individually to people?
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like we do the 4896. So if we run a lot that first night, you know, we got three or four calls in the middle of the night. We've been up a lot. Uh, One of the first things, if we don't have something planned um, uh, training wise with with the rest of the shift or multiple company operations, uh, one of the first things I I text the guys in the middle of the night, hey, feel free to to sleep in, Uh, you know, don't set your alarm because, uh, uh, you know, and some people might scoff at that, you know, some traditionalists might scoff at that, but do you know how important, and hopefully we all do by now, how important quality sleep is for firefighters in in the terrible effects of sleep deprivation? I mean, uh, sleep deprivation now is even classified as a carcinogen. And we all know as firefighters, you know, cancer is one of the biggest things uh, staring in, in our faces. So, I mean, just, just that, you know, making sure that if I had training scheduled at 8 on the second day uh, of our 48, um, just as a company, well, maybe I can push that back to 11 or it can be afternoon training or something like that. Um, so, it's really about being smart and, and taking care of your, your firefighters uh, as a company officer and uh, making sure their well, well-being is, is intact. Uh, I can tell you from my own experience of before I got into functional fitness, uh, that I, I was that guy overtraining. like no matter what I had to get a workout in seven days a week, and uh, I was overtraining uh, when it came to strength training, working out uh, the same body uh, part twice a week, sometimes three times a week, which was way, way, way overkill, lifting heavy. And what eventually happened is I I overtrained so much that I tore my my pec muscle, and it also affected my shoulder. And I had to take basically six months off of of doing anything upper body, shoulder related uh, to to recover. And so that was a huge setback, but it was also a great wake-up call for me to remember, and this was early in my firefighting career, to, to remember that I need to focus on longevity. I need to focus on preventing injuries and focus on the marathon of my time in the fire service and making sure that I don't I don't uh, incur injuries from overtraining, but rather, like I said before, making sure that everything about my training is safe, it's effective and it's functional. Uh, so that was one of the wake up calls for me. And I think a lot of firefighters do overtrain. Uh, they say, you know, uh, they, they get their you know, they ran all night. They had their three calls in the middle of the night and they're like, oh, I, I have to get my workout in. This morning and it has to be super intense. Uh, no, I think you should probably go home and try and get you know three or four hours of sleep if possible. Um, and then if you're feeling up to it, get that workout in later that day. Um, but listen to your body. Um, and the older we get, we definitely listen to our body more. <laughs> uh, I, oh, yeah. I can testify to that <laughs> uh, that uh, you know and, and uh, don't worry, your body will, will talk to you. Your body will tell you on, on what to do or what not to do that day. Um, so, it, again, that that B word finding balance between pushing yourself, but also listening to your body and, and taking care of yourself is, is something that every firefighter uh, needs to definitely learn and and adopt.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I um, a friend of mine. He actually he, his department, real urban area up near the, New York City. And I was about to say the city, but um, people in Jersey, that's what we call the city, New York City. Um, he says to me he doesn't believe in working out during shift is 24 uh, just because a lot of them guys like to do real heavy workouts, mm-hmm. you know, just throw them heavy kettlebells around. And I, I have that same kind of approach. You know, I don't, I don't really like to do or believe in doing heavy workouts when you're in the firehouse. Sure. Cause you just don't know what's going to come. You don't know what's going to happen while you're in the middle of that workout or what's going to happen right after that or right before that. And it kind of goes into what you just said. If you had a long time, listen to your body, understand what you need to do to take care of yourself for that longevity and that balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to have that and, workout, but go ahead. And I
1: think it's important for us, like
0: it's okay to have
1: a hard work at workout at the firehouse. It depends on and and obviously. Uh, you should never, ever push yourself to exhaustion uh, because like you said, you never know when that <laughs> fire of your, your career is going to come in that, you know, five alarm fire or whatever it is to where you might have to be up and performing uh, for the next, you know, two, three, four hours or more. Right. And so it's finding that balance and, and making sure you do those really hard workouts uh, when you're off shift. Uh, But also knowing your your current conditioning level. So if you are just getting back into it, um, and you know, you're deconditioned, then, you know, definitely make those lighter workouts, um, or even rest days while you're at the station. Um, as opposed to if you're a very functionally fit firefighter, then that already works out maybe five days a week. Uh, you know how hard you can push yourself and how quickly you can recover and be ready when the tones drop. If you got that first in working fire, where, you know, you're going to be working for the next hour or two hours and and you know, your body and and you're uh, you're able to do that. But again, it comes back to balance and, and knowing yourself and listening to your body. Um, there's, there's so many different, uh, I should say, uh, workouts and activities that are more lighter to moderate intensity that we could all do at the fire station. Um, but I would encourage people those very hard workouts, high intensity workouts, um, especially if you're deconditioned, try and do those off duty as much
0: as possible. Have you, um have you ever heard of a whoop strap? No, no, tell me about it. Actually, I've been wearing this, this strap for about Maybe two years now. It's um, it's a strap you wear on your wrist. You wear you can wear on your arm. Now they make it where you could take the the piece and you can wear it in wearable gear, shirts, underwear. It monitors your heart rate variability throughout the day, and you could put in what type of workout you're doing, what type of work you're doing for the day, manual labor, um, different different activities, and it monitors your sleep habits as well. So you wear it when you're sleeping, and it tells you you went to bed at this time you had to say, I'm actually going to open mine up right now. As I'm, It has an app on your phone. Nice. It tells you all kinds of different, different things about your body. And when I started utilizing it, I started understanding the days I didn't feel like really working out or really feel like doing much. I'd go back into it. It would, it would actually calibrate my recovery, my percentage of recovery based on my daily strain from the night before. Oh, wow. How much I did and how much, how much sleep I got. And it goes into your to your REM sleep, your light sleep, all the different variations of sleep. And it also monitors just five metrics. It gets into respiratory, blood oxygen, uh, resting heart rate, skin temperature. So it's telling you all these different things about your body while you're just going about your day and logging what you're doing, logging what you're eating. And I really realized that it's changed how I've worked out. It changed my approach basically to my life. And I feel wow. kind of weird that I'm I'm connected to this thing every day, but I know it'll tell me you if you want optimal performance, you go to bed at this time to wake up at the time you need to wake up. And you can put an alarm, and it'll vibrate on your wrist to wake you up. And it really wakes you up. It it's oh, so nice. annoying that your whole arm's shaking, but it's really changed. It's almost like a game changer in a sense. And I was the one time I really realized how it was working was I just had it on. I didn't, I didn't use the app to monitor what I was doing, but we were doing bailout training our yearly refresher on our, on our bailouts. And I, I did a couple bailouts and I went to check my phone and the whoop had an alert saying, we noticed you have high intensity training right now. <laughs> and, the strain was up to, I think, 19% or 19 point, whatever it's, it is. And that's, that's it's like your body's overly, you're, you're at the high condition level in the five stages of the heart rate. And it told me so many different things that I felt the recovery for a few days. And it told me, get to bed at this time for optimal recovery, for peak recovery, for just getting by, get to bed at this time, how much sleep you're going to need. And I love it. I mean, you have to pay, you pay a monthly fee, but I think it's like $30 a month. But at the same time, I found it to be well worth it to understand how much water I'm taking a day. I'm getting my greens in, I'm gonna take my vitamins, whatever, whatever I want to put in my journal. And it helps me keep track of my sleep and what I'm working out. If I'm doing a HIIT workout, a weightlifting, running, cycling, jump rope, it's all in there. And it's been very beneficial. So that's awesome because
1: that- it. It targets your your entire wellness. It's not just you know recording workouts, uh, heart rate, and and calories burned, and and stuff like that. But it's also focusing on your sleep, your hydration, and everything related to your your wellness. Uh, which, as we can all say, you know, a, a hour long workout is only four percent of your day. What are you doing with the quote unquote rest of your day? Are you re- resting properly? Are you sleeping properly? Are you hydrating properly? Which uh, is something that is so important to our overall health and, and fitness not just our workouts
0: yeah and you know it's it's actually helped people with covid who didn't know they had covid oh wow putting in their respiratory so it's noticing the respiratory is over 13 percent, and it's saying there's something wrong with your respiratory and it's up for a few days well something's wrong if you're always at a balance why is it up well people were right. getting diagnosed with covid it asks you if you got vaccinated you put those in when you've been vaccinated. I had COVID and it actually detected the fact that there might be something with my respiratory. Wow, it was maybe that's like pretty impressive. Day. Yeah, and sure enough, I, I did get diagnosed f- with it um, over the holidays. But yeah, it was, it was pretty impressive on what it was finding. It wasn't saying COVID, but it's asking you. And, and now it's doing a once a month mental health assessment. So every month, on the same time every month, it's asking you mental health questions. Because now they're doing more research as is it gonna can the whoop strap help your mental health?
1: So that's pretty it, awesome. It,
0: it's been pretty cool. And a lot of athletes are using, I know Patrick Mahomes, I think Russell Wilson, I think they use it while they're in the games and just tracking all their monitoring while they're playing. So
1: nice. So you're ready to play in the NFL.
0: Yeah. <laughs> With no football <laughs> experience.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> so um Back, back to your, uh, functional fitness and, and really firefighter success. I want to get into that. I want to get into the firefighter success book a little bit. And what I really want to ask you about this is without really, you know, picking apart the book, because I want people to buy it. I want people to read it and support your mission and what you're doing. So really what I want to ask you is how has the firefighter success book affected or changed your approach on the like how did it change your approach on the job to how you work with your firefighters and how has it been how have receptive have they been to to that type of approach with with that balance of firefighter success?
1: Yeah. Um, so like I said before, it, it came out of, of what others had poured into me, what I believed was important and what things that I, were, I was already doing and also, you know, mistakes I had made. So that it came out of, you know, just my life experience and what I believed to be important as, as a leader in the fire service. And, and that's what it's really all about. Uh, the book is just about helping you become the best leader that you can be of yourself. and if you choose to lead others, it will help you do that as well. Um, but as it pertains to my guys and uh, everything, they um, you know they, they don't see me any different as any other company officer. Yeah, I wrote a book or two books or whatever, but uh, you know it's good that they don't really uh, care too much about that because I mean I, I don't talk about it at all. It's not like I'm sitting around the uh, kitchen table reading my own books or anything like that, (laughs) preaching from them. So I'm definitely not doing that. Um, But uh, as it just pertains to, uh, you know, how it's changed, uh, I would say, you know, I I teach here and there with it. Uh, You know, I do the podcast. Uh, but I'm never, uh, when I'm at the station, you know, my guys are, are the most important thing that I am focused on when I'm at the station, um, and, and providing honestly the best service we can to our our citizens, um, and taking care of each other. And that's what it's all about. That's what I focus on. Um, so I would say that it hasn't really changed me all that much, um, besides going to teach and recording podcasts, uh, so uh, I hope that's the answer you were looking for. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And, um, you know, the other, one other thing was just kind of when, as you were talking about, I kind of started thinking about this is six years ago was firefighter functional fitness with, with chief Dan Kerrigan came out with firefighter success. Was there a motivating factor that said, this is when I'm doing it. And, this is We already know why, why you did it, but there's something that motivated you to say, this is why I'm doing this book. Yeah, it's,
1: it's and, always been a passion project for me. Um, I, it actually all started when I was writing blog articles for Firefighter Toolbox uh, about seven years ago. This was one of the articles. It was called 10 C's to Firefighter Success. And so I actually never put that out. It always stayed on the back burner. Uh, so there were, you know, 10 of the C's that I have in the book. Uh, you know, if you're not familiar with the book, it has 20 C's. Each chapter is a, is, uh, starts with a C. So like character, competence, credibility, compassion, all those different C's that are so important to our personal and, and professional success. Um, and so I actually tabled it for a long time and it just kind of sat on the back burner. Uh but uh, long uh, lo and behold, uh I got uh transferred to a very slow station. Um and so I, I decided, well, this is something I've I've been passionate about for a long time. Uh firefighter functional fitness has been out for a while. So uh and it, it, you know, we're just kind of uh hanging steady with that and, and doing what we're doing with that. And I said now it's time for me to share what I believe is important for every firefighter to help them be a successful uh, leader. And so I actually started uh, writing bits and pieces, both uh, uh, on and off duty when I was uh, at that very slow station. Um, And uh, over the course of a year, got my first manuscript uh, finished um, and sent it to the editor, made some changes. And then the next, uh, I would say three quarters of a year, I focused on uh, the design of it, of, of launching the podcast, of, all those different things, because uh, this, this book is self-published um, because I wanted to be able to have complete control over, over the project and own all the rights to it and all those good things. Um, but uh, when it all comes down to it, I wanted to create a resource that if anyone came up to me, a rookie, someone wanting to come into the fire service or even one of my kids, if they were ever to say, I want to become a firefighter, what do I need to know to be successful, I wanted to provide a resource that I could just hand them and say, "All right, you want to be successful. You want to. You need to focus on these twenty C's, uh, and that will help you be successful." And, and I talk about in the book, you know, uh, what what is you know, and I ask everybody on my podcast, "What is your definition of success?" And I love all the different responses. Uh, but uh, one of the things I, I wrote in the book in the intro is that you know, so many times as firefighters, we focus on the number of fires we've been to, we focus on, on rank and, and on power or accolades, or we focus on our strategies and tactics and personal skills or our, our knowledge, which those are all fine and those are all uh, important, but they're not everything. They're not what determines our, our success. Um, I, I, de- I define success as being someone of value uh, to your organization, to to your fellow firefighters, to your citizens? Um, Do you contribute instead of taking away? Do you uh, impact others in a positive way? Uh, Do you help others and and motivate others to be better than they were the day before? Uh, Do you, uh, are you someone who is focused on leaving a legacy of improving others as opposed to saying, look at me, look at me, look at me? And uh, that's how I, I define success is, is being a contributor and, and someone who adds value instead of uh, taking away from other people. And we all know those firefighters who are so ego driven, uh, who who believe that the fire service is a competition to know more or be better than someone else or boast about uh, you know why they're so great. Um, and we all know that uh, they aren't the successful ones, even if they have rank or thirty years on the job and been to a thousand plus fires you know uh we know that just because of who they are um and what they've seen or in their ego they're not successful um so uh i asked you on on your podcast when you came on uh to the fire part of success podcast your episode your definition of success uh and i loved it and, and and we our values and our thoughts on it align very much so um so that's why we're we're definitely kindred spirits but Uh, It it definitely comes back to, you know, pouring into others instead of taking away from others, uh, contributing instead of uh, taking away. So, yeah, that's why I wrote the book. And that's why I wanted to provide a resource that that helps people.
0: I mean, you hit that on the head with a lot of things that I've always thought about. And, you know, we always want to do something that, well, we want to get that credit for and, you know, get some, I guess, notoriety, a little publicity. But. Like you said, when you look back on it, you know success isn't about how much you know, but that right. value you gave back. And, you know we're serving leaders to our community. They, mm-hmm. you know, they they don't care about our accolades. They're there to they care that we're going to help them. Yeah. And and this is helping people. I mean, the functional fitness book and the fire and fire success book go hand in hand with each other. It's almost like you kind of can't have one without the other in a way, because it's both taking care of yourself in two totally different ways, but it all helps you become a successful in whatever you're doing. You could take that functional fitness book and you can relate that to any field you have. You don't have to be a firefighter to do that book, to read that book, to do the exercises and workouts in that book. Right. Follow the nutritional. You don't have to. And I just see so much value in both books. For everyday life,
1: right, and just like you, just like you preach with Five Tool Firefighter, I mean, we have to be comprehensive, well-rounded, thorough firefighters. And obviously, that's why I had the, that uh, comprehensive chapter that C in firefighter success because we don't just do one thing anymore. We don't just fight fires. We we are jack of all trades. Uh, you know, uh, we hold multiple certifications or special specialized training. Uh, within our fire departments um, and because we don't just fight fires anymore. Um, you know, we, we could be hazmat techs, uh, confined space techs, boat operators, swift water. You know, the list goes on and on and on of all the things that of how we need to serve our communities. Um, uh, but just like you preach, you know, we have to be that well-rounded, comprehensive firefighter. Uh, and that, that pertains to leading ourselves as best we can first uh, with our personal leadership and also leading ourselves with our fitness, because if we're not fit for duty, uh, we can't physically do the job. And we all know it's a, it's a physical job.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I was going to ask you advice you would give a new recruit or a transfer, but you've already hit on that in, in your last statement about the firefighter success and everything else. So if you have anything else to add, if you have a new recruit coming on, what advice you would give them to be the best version of, their se- of themselves that they could be? <laughs> well, it's, it's easy for me to just give them a book and say, hey, read this, uh,
1: memorize it and, and live it out, right? That's the easy answer because, you know, it's, it's 200 plus pages of, of what I believe some, will help someone, uh, not only a rookie uh, or a recruit, be successful, but uh, a, a 30-year veteran as well. Uh, but, um, you know, my quick bits of information to help them be successful if they're that rookie, that they're that recruit is step one is just be humble, be coachable, be teachable, always willing to learn, never pretend that you you have it all figured out, um, be that firefighter who's looking to improve every day. And when you make those mistakes, because you are going to make those mistakes, I still make mistakes as a company officer who's been, who's been on the job almost 15 years. When you make those mistakes, own them, Uh, have that accountability to own them and learn from them uh, and make sure you commit to to not making them again. Uh, Listen uh, and learn from uh, those who've gone before you. Uh, Even if it's a five-year firefighter on your crew, uh, they have something to teach you. Um, And again, that comes back to being humble and and making sure that you, you say you don't know it all and you're willing to learn. Um, you know, I would say listen more than you talk is a good uh, rule of thumb. Uh, You have two ears and one mouth, right? So listen twice as much as you you talk. Um, And that goes not only for the rookie, but for everybody. (laughs) Uh, uh, Some people like to hear themselves talk, as we all know. Um, But uh, listen, listen twice as much as you talk and really just be a sponge, soak it up every single day, and be humble as much as possible.
0: Amen, brother, I couldn't say any better. You know.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Especially this sponge thing. I, I relate that to um, kids, infants, yeah. toddlers. You know, they they absorb what we what they see, what they what we emu- what we're showing them, I mean, they emulate, and how we act and how we train and how we we work with others is a direct relation to the people around us and how we're, how they're going to emulate and pick up habits. So all this stuff is great. And, and the last thing is I wanted to ask you is looking back, looking back on your 15 years, your success with, with functional fitness, firefighter success, anything you would do different? Um, I would say, and, and
1: I preach about this in the book because I learned from my mistakes, but I would say um, starting in the fire service um, I would say, I wish I would have been more humble. I wish I would have been not so ego driven. I wish I would have admitted to my mistakes more. Um, and I wish uh, that I would just uh, say, you know, I would have the humility to say, uh, I don't know, show me how to do that. I think there's so much value in that. Um, it's so simple uh, once we get over our own ego. Um, but, you know, you're either going to be humble or you're going to be humbled. Uh, So, you know, you have that choice and every firefighter uh, experiences that one way or another. Um, But I would say starting off in my career uh, and I had to learn the hard hard way of being humbled by others or by the mistakes I made. Um, But just making sure that, uh, you know, I was more of a team player. Uh, I wasn't so uh, focused on myself, Um, but I was um, being more present and intentional with my crew members um, instead of uh, you know uh, trying to focus on, on on myself or what I classes I was taking or training I was taking, which those are fine, those are good things to you know take those trainings and extra things. But just you know when you're new, just being present with your crew and, and like being that sponge and soaking it up from other other crew members and building that camaraderie, the rapport, the trust of your fellow crew members. That's something that I would have worked on or changed more uh and at the beginning of my career.
0: Well that's all I have. That's that's the uh, me picking the brain of Jim Moss. <laughs> well I'm, I'm glad I can repay the favor. It's been fun, man. <laughs> this this isn't fun. I wish I could um just go preach just to people now because this um, got me motivated and gave me that um a little bit of encouragement I needed over the last few days. So just well, talking to people all about. that are just, just got that, got that it factor, man. And uh, you're doing so many great things for the fire service, and and, and outside of the fire service, you're affecting people, outside of the fire service. I, I don't care what, you know, anybody else says. You're affecting people outside the fire service, in the fire service, every day. And well, thank you, sir. To have someone like, have someone like you out there, do what you're doing, and, you know, that last thing you said about you weren't humble and everything else I'm having trouble believing that but um because you just you just seem so down to earth and you know very very honest with everything and you know I'm like man I guess I'm you know you think about it and you you know I'm like yeah I guess we all been there we all been there at one point in our career that yep. uh, it's hard to see when other people say it it's hard to believe it but when you look back on it you know I guess we all been there
1: And. uh, Well, I appreciate that. And uh, like I said, I had to learn the hard way uh, of being humbled. And uh, sometimes that's that's how you learn. Uh, But uh, and and hopefully, you know, in the next 15 years, as I uh, you know, I'm halfway through my career, Lord willing. uh, But uh, hopefully um, I I try to stay as humble as possible and, and maintain that mindset of just trying to learn and and soak it up from others around me and admit to my mistakes. So uh, and, and anytime I get off course with that, I'm just going to come back to this interview and listen to this interview to remind myself.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so uh, if anybody wants to reach out who, who honestly didn't know where to find you, where, where would they find you? Sure, sure.
1: Uh, so uh, you can get the Firefighter Success book at uh, firefightersuccessbook.com. I've also got a free download at that website called 100, 101 Rules to Firefighter Success. Uh, So that's a free PDF you can get, uh, download, print it, post it at your station. Uh, I also have the Firefighter Success Podcast, which you can get to through the website, but it's also on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify, um, Amazon, Google, all those different outlets as well. Uh, So I'm also with Firefighter Functional Fitness. That website is firefighterfunctionalfitness.com. Uh, and there's also free downloads there. You can get that book there as well. Um, if you need to reach out to me, uh, firefightersuccess at gmail.com is the easiest way. If you want a bulk order of books, I offer discounts for that. Um, if you want a firefighter success workshop or a firefighter functional fitness workshop at your fire department, your agency, just reach out let us know we can get you all all the info you need on that Um, but otherwise uh, also on social media firefighter success uh, handle is just at firefighter success on uh, instagram facebook and twitter Um, and then for firefighter functional fitness it is at firefighter f fit on facebook twitter and instagram and i think i covered everything
0: sounds like you did You got everything in there and I will, for anybody who missed it, I'll put it in the show notes so you can always go in there, click on it and uh, get direct access to everything Jim Moss, Dan Garrigan are putting out. And uh, any last words?
1: Uh, Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it thoroughly, and uh, wish you and everyone else listening nothing but the best. And and again, uh, besides the books and workshops and all that stuff, if you just have a question uh, or you want to chat about something uh, that you're you're either dealing with or you you need some advice on on how to be successful or, or whatever, just reach out to me. Reach out to Nick because uh, we're here we're here to help, and we want to see you succeed in every way possible. So uh, make sure you email me email me or contact me. Through those websites. Yeah.
0: So, thank you, Jim Moss, for coming on a firefighter, firefighter. I can't even get the words out anymore, man. But the firefighter, <laughs> yeah, I love firefighter it. podcast. <laughs> and uh, until next time, work hard, stay safe, and live inspired. to today's episode of the five tool firefighter podcast if you like what you heard and you want to hear more please subscribe to our podcast on apple spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts also please leave us a rating and don't forget to pick up the book the five tool firefighter available on amazon at thefirehousetribune.com Till next time work hard stay safe and live inspired